Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. There's some wild news this morning with the airlines. Oh, yeah. Another massive meltdown, uh, meltdown here. There was an FAA system failure that led to the grounding of all domestic departures. <clears throat> and it's going to take a long time to get everything back to normal because you can't have that many delayed or canceled flights. And then, boom, everything's back to normal, right? You're going to be unwinding this for quite some time. Now, they said it was an issue with the notice to air mission system. This is a memo sent to people involved with flight operations, pilots check before they take off. Uh, the notices are sent out to let people know about uh, things like closed runways, equipment outages, other hazards. So this notification system went down. Okay, but we don't know yeah. how yet. White House says uh, there's no evidence there was a cyber attack. Well, then what happened? It went out. <laughs> Why? We don't know. Pa- <laughs> Paper jam. He just ruled that out right away. Yeah. It wasn't a cyber attack. <laughs> yeah, well, where's Edge no Edge? evidence right now. Where's Edge Edge, by the way? Pete? Uh, yeah, yeah he, he put out a tweet. Did he? That's all he's good for, man. This guy, I mean, it is wild to me that you wouldn't have the transportation secretary out there today with all of this going on, because that was the story when I woke up early this morning, I, I, you know, look at my phone, start reading some of the news, and it's all these flights have been grounded. Okay, where is Pete Buttigieg? I know that he can't, you know, he doesn't have the technical know-how to sit there and, and, and troubleshoot whatever technical glitch happened, but how is he not on every single morning news show? How is he right. not out there constantly? Yeah, that's the leadership issue that you're looking for. Obviously, he was not an expert in the field when he got put there. Right. Outside of, I really liked trains when I was a kid. Yeah, and he got... and he got. I'm not making that up. That was the quote. I know. It's, no, yeah, and he, and he was proposed to at an airport terminal. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. So he loves transportation. Yes. Yeah. And Cinnabon. Yes. <laughs> well, but at least, yes, I mean, to your point, be the face of it right now. Yeah. And say we're going to do everything possible. I mean, you get into the corporate speak, but at least be out there. I looked up the tweet, and he's talking about root causes. Well, I mean, you think <laughs> about see the... the say, I'm not making that up. <laughs> okay. I've directed an after-action process to determine root causes and recommend next steps. Wow, that's just the go-to, isn't it? I can give you the prediction on that. The root cause is going to be airline executive greediness and racism. Right. It could be. Obviously. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the... Classified documents. How could Biden have not known about these? He didn't know. That's Wouldn't that be irresponsible? What he said. A uh, bunch of classified documents found in a closet at Joe Biden's think tank. 
And the Justice Department is doing an investigation now. Joe Biden was asked about it. He tried to read a prepared statement. And I'll tell you this, man. A lot of times he loses to the English language. This might be just a draw in this case. All right. Roll it. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol, when I, the four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they what? found some documents in a box, you know, locked cabinet, or at least a closet. That here professor at Penn? Excuse me? Yeah. Well, that, that's what he, he claims he's a professor. He never taught a class or anything like that. He had this honorary uh, sort of title with the university. Mm-hmm. But he's acting okay. like, yeah, I had this office set up. I was teaching classes. You know how professors can be, right? You got your research notes. You got your curricula. You got all these things, your lessons plan, uh, lesson plans. And it just happened well, to have he some was classified material. teaching on civil rights and leading marches. Right. I mean, there's that next. Anyway, go ahead. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, (laughs) turned them over to the archives. And I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. You were surprised? Who was in charge? Shocked. That's your office. Yeah, well, and remember, on 60 Minutes just last fall, he said, how could anyone be so irresponsible as to mishandle classified information? Absolutely. So that doesn't make much sense. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. Why? Aren't you curious? If you're surprised they're there, well, what documents? Yeah. What could it be? Oh, my goodness. Not anything with Ukraine, was it? Hmm? I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives. And we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review, and which I hope will be finished soon. Yeah. And uh, there will be more detail at that time. Hmm. They did find his TV remote in there, too. It had been missing for a while. <laughs> How old was the TV? No, it was an old Motorola. Yeah, one of those? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where do you think this goes? You know, man, I, I again, I'll, I'll stick with the position that, in this case, I'm not particularly scandalized by the fact that he had these documents because we don't know, you know, what was in the documents. I don't think it was like nuclear secrets or anything like that, that he just had stuffed into a closet. What I'm scandalized by is the fact that so many people are bending over backwards to say, well, this is different than Trump. You know, <laughs> it's, it's always yes. different, mm-hmm. right? However, when I heard that statement, I, I got, and I could be completely wrong, totally open to that. Mm-hmm. I got this sense that they tried so hard to carefully craft the right message that maybe there is actually something big involved in this. I don't know what it could be, but it just seemed odd to me. Like this would be the beginning of a documentary about this dragged out impeachment process over Joe Biden. Yeah, man, I'm still not sure exactly what it's all about. And, I mean, it could be just taken at face value. But over time, that wouldn't be what we've seen over the last five to seven years. There would be something else behind this. And I'm saying that because legacy media has buried so many stories 
just not talked about them that affect the American people. So for legacy media like CBS and NBC leading the way on this, something's off to me. Yeah. And I have a bunch of different theories, but I'm not willing to go with any of them. People would think I was nuts. I don't know. But something's off. That's that's all I'm thinking right now. But more on that a little bit later. Um, your gas stove is in jeopardy, apparently. Yes. Well, the, the Biden administration, somebody within the administration kind of threw out this thing earlier in the week, talking about the potential to ban gas stoves. And this morning, though, just to give you the update, the head of the Consumer Product Safety Commission said, no, we're not looking at banning gas stoves, even though they said earlier this week that they were. Uh, in this case, they are just studying emissions and working on ways to make stoves safer or something. But in the media... Some are saying that a ban is actually a good thing, and it's these dumb Republicans who want to kill children by keeping gas stoves available. This is, this is CNN's climate reporter. Remember, supposed to be an expert in the yeah. science, right? This is what he does. This is why he draws a paycheck from CNN. This is Bill Weir. Okay. But a lot of states have preemptively banned gas bans. And you can imagine they're usually red states in, in Texas leading the way. They want to stop this because it's an existential threat to that business. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, the science is showing us that having a gas stove in a small apartment, especially with bad ventilation, it's like having an, a car idling there. And if you have wow. young kids, it can affect cognitive abilities and, and as well as asthma. You mean you're going to die? Having. <laughs> Having a gas stove in your home is like having a car idling in there. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, there is no science that says that. And that's Bill Weir. Yes. You're better off getting Bob Weir. (laughs) I would trust him more on this after a statement like that. Well, he knows all about toxic smoke. You better believe it, man. (laughs) Uh, National Review did a really funny sort of reverse alternate universe where the left was trying to cancel electric stoves. And I thought it was just kind of funny because they made the point that in 2020, the National Fire Prevention or Protection Association uh, did a study and they showed that electric ranges cause fires at two and a half times the rate of gas ranges. Uh, death at three and a half times, injury at four and a half times, and property damage at almost four times the amount of gas stoves. You know, the solution here is staring us right in the face, of course. What's that? Mask up. (laughs) (laughs) And buy an electric car. That's it. You know, man, (laughs) we'll get to it later on. Masking up in schools is back. Oh, God, I I read that. So, So you know of this already? I do. You know. Okay. All right. More later. Yeah, more on that Dang. a little bit later. Um, so, you know, Prince Harry, the book is out. Okay, I know you're all tired of it, of course. This I just found interesting because we all talked about, man, this is going to break bad for him yep. in the end. Yep. And Markle, too, but especially him because he's really thrown it all away with this just, I mean, shredding of the royals in this book. I mean, he burned the thing to the ground. Yeah, he did. Did you know before the book even came out, they did a poll in the UK, and his popularity has reached a record low? I didn't know that, no. No. The disapproval is two-thirds of people. His After he married Meghan, right then, he was the most popular royal. He had like a 71% approval, and now it's like flipped. 
You know, at the end of the day, it comes down to they're just not very likable people. Harry, no, they're not. Prince Harry looks like a whipped, sad man who's just had all the life beaten out of him. And Meghan Markle just, I mean, is an insufferable tool. But I, we didn't know that when they got married. Right. You know what I mean? Because I, what do I know? I don't follow it at all. No. So, oh, there's the young partying kid. And he's got it together now, and he's going to get married. Okay, whatever. And then the Today Show is going to do endless coverage, and we'll all roll our eyes and make fun of it with royal wedding music and all of that stuff. But to your point, David, that's the thing. They've shown way too much of themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're narcissists, and they're very unlikable, and it's all crashing down. And I know, David, you personally hate to see it. <clears throat> Tear yeah. comes to your eye. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. As you've said for years, they're all bad people. They are all bad people. I mean, well. they're trailer trash with palaces. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if anything's going to come of it, but we got to break it down. Articles of impeachment filed against Mayorkas. Finally, oh. next. Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Monkley, Gen Xer, the Millennial David Van Camp, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. So articles of impeachment filed against Director of Homeland Security Alejandro the Dorcas Mayorkas. Yes, uh, Texas Republican Representative Pat Fallon has filed impeachment articles against DHS Secretary Mayorkas the Dorcas. Um, and so they're claiming high crimes and misdemeanors for not actually enforcing current immigration law. Yes, and constantly saying, oh, no, the border's secure. <laughs> what did he say the other day? Oh, it, it, this isn't just a problem here. It's global. It's a global it problem. reflective of a migration challenge that is gripping the entire hemisphere. Really? No. People dying to get into other countries? Which countries? Yeah. I haven't seen that news. Where's that at? Where's that a problem? Hmm. hmm. You know, you go back all the way through this, and there are... A lot of clips that we played over time. COVID at its peak, when you know you got to be tested all over the place, you got to wear your mask, vaccine mandates, all of this, and people pouring through the southern border, not even tested. Do you remember this? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And that mealing mouth, Weasley way he would answer questions, like, "Hey, how many do we know we're sick?" Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, we did not. We do not. Uh, te- we did not test. That population of individuals, uh, we do not know. I do not know, I should say, if I may be perfectly accurate. I do not know whether anyone was sick with COVID. We certainly had some individuals get sick. Yeah, but we don't know with what. But at that time, well, at that time in Del Rio, it was hot. And so it might have been a hydration issue is it was it's hot in del rio texas what a loser (laughs) he is dude i mean he didn't do the job he's never done the job and that may be by design that's what the biden administration wanted but yes he should be impeached but he's and i know david nothing's going to come of it oh nothing's going to come of it i mean i guess you'll you'll get him on the record saying some stuff and it'll be good for a campaign you know in a couple years but yeah, I, I, he's not going to be removed from office. He, he'll have to either resign or Bi- Biden would fire him. I don't think Biden will fire him. I, I'd be shocked 
if we got the news that Mayorkas got fired, especially with the impeachment proceeding uh, as it is planned to do in the the coming months. I mean, that Biden is in a position where he can't fire him now because then he, he can't let his political enemies win. You know, <laughs> couldn't you make the argument that this is historic? This is the first time the Department of Homeland Security director has been impeached. Yeah, very historic. But you're not even seeing this news oh, anywhere. No. no, you're not. You're not going to have the major media pressure. I mean, they did that all the time uh, with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump took the bait a lot of times and mm-hmm. would fire people who. Uh, came under too much scrutiny. Uh, people that we don't even really know. I, there was one guy who worked in the administration. Remember, there was an allegation of abuse in his in his past mm-hmm. against an ex-wife. And I, I don't even remember this guy's name now. But that was like top story for two weeks. Oh, yeah. And then, you yeah, he gets else? fired. You know, I just thought of this. You go back in time, and even under the Obama administration, if you were caught in scandal or something like, Mayorkas right now with the border because it's a joke, right? He would at least have to be the fall guy and he would get fired or he would resign on his own. Someone would take the hit. Yeah. That hasn't happened since Biden came in. No, because they realize they don't have to. No, they've got cover everywhere they look. There are no journalists at Legacy Media. Got big tech in their pocket. They don't need to do anything, so they just don't. Well, It's almost like the Alphabet Mafia. I mean, they run amok because who is reporting now, and I saw this at Daily Wire, that Harvard medical students will administer LGBTQIA plus care for people, check it, from infants to older adults. Infants? Thanks to a clinical course run by an LGBT activist. The course is called Caring for Patients with Diverse Sexual Orientations, gender identities, and sex development. It's a four-week elective course, held mainly at Massachusetts General Hospital, and it's available full-time every month. So, yes, from infants to older adults. How do you... I don't understand this. Infants? Yes. How is that possible? I don't know. It's not. It's a crazy theory that makes no sense. You've heard some of them talk about before. Well, I, I've some parent I knew since they were born that they were really a girl, even though he had a little peeper. How did, how did you know from their, when they were born? Exactly. Well, I mean, you've heard people say it, right? These right. different parents. Well, I, I mean, it's lunacy. My 15 month old son dances to ABBA, but I'm not signing him up for surgery. No, he'll grow out of that by the time he's five. <laughs> Give him time. Oh, what state just banned AR 15s? Give you three guesses. Oh, God. Get to that much more coming up. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, who banned the AR-15s? I mean, I already know, but I'm setting well, you up, David. Well, 
Illinois just joined the bandwagon of liberal states trying to rob citizens of their constitutional rights. Uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker signed the so-called assault weapons ban into law. Bans AR-15s, AR platform weapons, uh, AKs. There's a whole list of, of guns that are not legal to own in the state of Illinois anymore. It also limits handgun magazine capacity to 15 rounds. Uh, and long gun mags can't have a capacity over 10. And Red Rider BB guns. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, if you have a, have a gun that is now illegal, you can keep it, but you've got to register it with the state of <laughs> Illinois. Okay, all and right, I'll do, get right on that. I, yep. I, I will say to all the folks who are staring down the barrel of this particular piece of legislation and are worried, uh, I would just like to offer my condolences for the tragic boating accident in which you are about to lose all of your guns. Very sad. <laughs> um, very sad. Uh, J.B. Pritzker responded to Republicans in Illinois saying they will not comply with this law. Oh. Well, you don't get to choose which laws you comply with in the state of Illinois. Let's be clear. Yes, there are, of course, people who are trying to politically grandstand, uh, who want to make a name for themselves by claiming that they will not comply. Well, go make them, J.B. I invite you. He says he's going to. Show yeah, up. That's what show he said. up. Go right ahead. But the reality is that the state police is responsible for enforcement, as are all law enforcement all across this state. And they will, in fact, do their job or they won't be in their job. Not what a some that guy. I've talked to off the record. What a badass JB is, isn't he? Uh, what a tough guy. Uh -huh. <laughs> you pathetic. You know, any state that talks about this stuff, there are always people... <laughs> They go off the record to talk about, yeah, we're not enforcing that. Sometimes it's not even off the record. They'll just yeah. flat out say it. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, there, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are saying we're not going to do this because they don't want to run the risk of getting shot. I mean, because I'm not saying every gun owner, not at all. Oh, it's no. a tiny, tiny bit, you know, a tiny, tiny percentage of people who would actually love the opportunity for the state to come try to kick down their door and take their guns. And also, if you're in a small county, small town, you know everybody. You don't want to. You're not going to go and steal their guns. That's no. crazy. No. It was like remember in the state of Illinois with the COVID lockdowns, okay? And how many counties in the state had businesses stay open mm -hmm. that nobody was going to enforce anything? As far as well, you you can't keep your business open. Right. The governor said you can't. Nah, it doesn't work. Okay, it might rule up north of 80 in Illinois, but not all the time south of 80 in the rest of the state. So, yeah, we'll see where all of would, that goes. I would just say, everybody everybody, stay calm. Nobody get hot, because this is probably going to get thrown out in court. You're actually channeling the Warriors right now. Yeah. The movie. Well, that's good advice. <clears throat> I would say the same thing. Nobody, what he, no matter what he says, nobody get hot. Nobody lip off. You think there'll be court challenges and this isn't going to oh, stand? absolutely. Then, I think this yeah, is going to okay. get tossed. I yeah. agree with you, yeah. So this is one of those, but it seems to me, and who knows, J.B. Pritzker wants to run for president, yeah. just like Gavin Newsom. So it's like, well, if I can appear to be even more to the left mm -hmm. and I can say I've led the way getting rid of these weapons of war, then that's some sort of feather in their cap. I like oh, sure. the way the guy says, don't political grandstand on this, which is exactly what he's doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Did he bust out the deer don't have Kevlar vest line, or is that just no, Biden's on his own? I think that's Biden's, yeah. It was a good one, though. So a lot of times he tries to deliver it. What in God's name do you need to solve it for except to kill someone? <laughs> deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. <laughs> it's just sick. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sick yeah. having a rifle. Okay. Okay. All right. It's that time of day. When we go around the table, as we're always looking at stories, it might not be the biggest story of the day, but it's one that caught your attention. Yeah. David, what's your story today? Oh, police in the U.K. are seeking the public's help to find out who this guy is. This guy turned up in a beach, uh, beachfront town four months ago, has no memory of who he is, has no idea who he is. And so the cops are now putting his picture out there saying, do you recognize this guy? We don't know what happened to him. We have no idea who he is. He doesn't know who he is. Somebody help us identify this man. That's just wow. crazy to me. This is a soap opera. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they think that he's Latvian. And so they don't, because he, he speaks with a, a European accent, so they, don't, they, don't, they know he's not from the U.K., or they don't think he's from the U.K. But apparently he made the trek. I, I'm not sure. Okay, are you believing the story? Because a lot of times you find out this is some sort of hoax or something, but this sounds real to you? Uh, well, it could be he was trying to enter the country illegally. Could be. But, I mean, are you believing? I, I want it's... to believe. I am choosing to believe that, yes, okay. this guy actually just had some weird days of our lives amnesia and doesn't know who he is. Like fell or something? Yeah. Well, it could be. I mean, Tom Hanks is going to play him in the movie. A man called blank. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Scott, what's your story? I love this story because it it broke yesterday afternoon. Uh, But the organization, the Buffalo Bills, have now said DeMar Hamlin has been discharged and was admitted to Buffalo Grove General Medical Center. Going through a comprehensive medical evaluation as well as a series of cardiac, neurological, and vascular testing. Now, they completed those tests and the evaluations and consulted with team physicians, and they say they are confident now that DeMar can be safely discharged to continue his rehabilitation at home and with the Bills. Now, this was uh, just a little over a week ago when the guy had no pulse and was laying on a field. Yes. And now he gets to go home. Yes. This is an incredibly cool story, and I'll tell you, say what you will, but the power of prayer in this country that was behind this, it was remarkable. And this recovery is remarkable. If you, know, you want to poo-poo it as being, you know, there no hand involved with God or religion or anything, that's fine. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I've talked to a few people about it who noticed the same thing. And I think we even talked about it briefly last yeah. week. Was that even from people on the left, like if there is a mass shooting. Yeah. And you're legitimately saying, I'm thinking about those people and I'm praying for the families. And a prayer can be any number of certain things. And sometimes it's just, I pray that any comfort that God could give those families, that he would give it to them in whatever form. They have people on the left say, don't want your stupid thoughts and prayers from your sky God. But we'll take your love and light. Mm -hmm. But when the DeMar Hamlin thing happened and you see the players on the field... And you see it in the stands. And then you see it all over social media. You see it all over the place. I didn't hear anyone say, 
Don't want any of your stupid thoughts and prayers for DeMar Hamlin. Right. No, it's not, not doing all. any good. And each team in the NFL this last last week all got together and were huddled at, at uh, the 50-yard line. A lot of teams joining together in prayer. Yeah. I mean, it was a remarkable thing. I think it's a great story. Usually I deal with scumbags and dirt balls and liars and philanderers and all kinds of nonsense during this segment. But today it was a good story. Well, okay, the darker side of that, if you want me to. Okay, go ahead. Bring it up. Okay. It was something I brought up with this story yesterday of wondering in time, will we ever know what it was that caused him to have cardiac arrest? Was it just the hit and the Commodio carditis thing that happens like the chances are one in what, David? 35 million or something? Yeah. The heart has to be in between beats at a certain time when you'd get yeah, hit right. with force. You know, was it that? Not impossible. It could have been. It could have been. Yep. Um, it's weird, though, because when you're trying to figure it out, and I'm not a doctor. You're just a curious person. Mm-hmm. That with the pads that they have and where he was hit, he wasn't hit under the pads. Is that uh, blow enough to do it? Because if it is, that would strike fear into a lot of players' minds, I would think. I mean, it didn't stop people from hitting hard this past weekend. No. Or could it have been something else? That we don't know. If you even phrase it like that, at least online, you are shouted down so fast because people are convinced there is no way possible this could have anything to do with any vaccine. No one's saying that, as far as I can tell, like some sort of public official, this is what we think it was. Now, there are several people that think that's what it was because this is so out of left field. We don't know. My question is, will we ever know? How do you know? The only thing I can say speaking to that is it would appear there was no nothing that you could fix through surgery that was detrimental to the heart. In other words, maybe it was just a freak accident like this where the heart is in good shape. It was just a freakish one in a million thing that happened. I don't know. Well, I think it's the lack of curiosity. No, I no, I agree with you there. there. Yeah. Because it still goes through my mind. What was it, well, man? Dude, Because you, you see hits like that all the time. You couldn't help but think of that. You couldn't. You couldn't help but th- I thought of it right away. Right away. And knowing how speech has been silenced, especially yeah. Yeah. in the tech companies, you just wonder. Uh, my story today, I'll make it fast. I just saw it at the Wall Street Journal, that Netflix, they're running their business a little bit different than what they did in the past in that you work at Netflix, you can look up a coworker salary. No problem. Cool. Because everything's transparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're changing some things with that. Employees at the director level lost the ability to view the colleagues' pay data late yeah. last year. You know, times get tough a little bit. You might have to move some people around, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And all of a sudden, you don't know what the other person's making. Yeah, how could this possibly cause trouble in the workplace, <laughs> huh? Well, and if you are working there, would you say it's kind of a cool thing? What do you think, David? To be able to know who, what, what somebody's making. Yes. Yeah, I think it would be a cool thing, but I, I could also see how that would, you know, breed some resentment. Oh yeah. That, that chode is making seventy five k a year. Come on, man, you didn't do anything. Right, but you could go to your boss and say what? Yeah. How do you see what I'm doing? You would constantly be negotiating, right? Yeah. yeah. And it sounds all good because it's transparent here, until you have these situations like. You just said, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? You know, it's better to find out just mistakenly. 
You know what I mean? And then have Robin say, that guy's making that? Yeah, it used to be you had to rifle through files after 5 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. On that? Yeah. I haven't thought about this in years. I had a friend. I'm talking like 30 years ago. So paychecks would end up all in the same place. Yeah. Only it would be a stack of checks. All in this, like, file that was, you know, hung on the wall. This plastic filing thing. He could take a check out, and he would put it up to the light, and he could see the number. So he knew what everyone was making, and then he would tell everybody. (laughs) And you, off the backbiting. Oh, my gosh. Steam the envelope open. That guy's making that. She makes what? You got to be kidding me, man. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, Boy, funny with media last night handling the current Biden crisis. Straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, I think most people remember what the temperature was when, well, the raid on Mar-a-Lago happened and Trump had these classified documents. And I mean, this sort of encapsulates the media at the time. The seriousness of the potential threat to national security information. I, I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about it. Golly. This happened. Breakdown weeping on the air. (laughs) So this now has happened to Biden, but it's totally different. It's just a few. It's 10 classified documents. Okay, some U.S. intelligence memos and briefing materials on Iran and Ukraine, the United Kingdom. But it's unclear what information is contained. But uh, no national security threat. Well, how do we know? We don't know. How do we know? We don't know. So Fox News had some reporters out yesterday. One tracked down Jim Clyburn. Uh, Well, he's going to set you straight, I'm sure. So the question was phrased. DOJ is reviewing classified documents that were found in it. I heard, but it's not. They didn't say he was holding on to them. They said they found them there. First of all, what does that mean? (laughs) I don't know what that means. I'm just going to ask you that. He wasn't holding on to them. They were found there. He didn't have them in his hand? What is what? That's nuts. Yes. It's like, I'm going to protest every single thing you say. What? Right. Do, do you think that poses a national security threat? No. Why not? Because I don't think so. That's, that's why, because I don't think so. And now I'm going to turn around and walk away because I don't think so. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say. No further investigation needed. He doesn't think so. Yes. See you later. Okay. That's Take a care. great defense. Yeah. And in the end, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Right. I don't care. Nothing. Why did you steal that television? I didn't think I did. Okay. You can walk. Not holding on to it. I'm just watching it. (laughs) Watching someone else load it into my car. (laughs) I'm not currently in possession of it. It just happens to be in my house. (laughs) That's it. Hey, check this story. Uh, Saw this earlier today. This is an Indian sports tech startup. Okay. Okay. New company, and they're very serious about their workers getting vacation time because they firmly believe 
when you take vacation time, you need to unplug and unwind. Mm -hmm. So much so that if any employee contacts somebody that's on vacation, they could be facing a $1,200 fine. Wow. Whoa. Damn. Yes. I'm like, wow, okay. It better be an emergency. Big right. time. Like worth 1200 bucks if you're going to be contacting somebody. Do you think this is overboard or do you like it? I like it. I'm okay with it. It's one of those things that doesn't work for every single job, but if you know, if you can swing it for your employees that you really want to be able to let them unplug, yeah, I kind of think that's funny. Yeah. You know, all this is all I can hear in my head. And vouch for me, David. If I'm mm-hmm. if I'm out of line, tell me. Okay. Let's say we work at that place. Yeah. Can you imagine how many times Robbins would say off air, "This guy's on another vacation." <laughs> yeah. How often does he work? <laughs> how many weeks does he get a year? Well. Well, don't don't call him. Can't do that. Well, he's never here. How about texting him? Can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you admit this, Scott? Yeah, I'm kind of rough that way, yeah. <laughs> this is the Markley Bain Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, one of the things that we found out, we kind of already knew it from the Twitter files, is that there was a lot of information about COVID and preventative measures that was suppressed from the public. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that masks didn't work. Very low efficacy rate. Just, But if you talked about it, you were going to get kicked off of Twitter or other social media. Well, guess what? More schools in the United States are instituting mask mandates. Yep. God. ABC News had the story. It's the do something mentality. Wait a second. Okay. Maybe I've missed the memo on this. I know the last time we would have talked about this, the studies were pretty complete that the masking of children did far more harm than good. Am I lost on that? No. Uh, I mean, at the very least, it didn't really do anything with COVID. With COVID, and it was bad yeah. for the it's the educational system. Horrible. And mental health with kids, all that Everything, sort of thing. Everything, dude. Okay. So why are they doing this again? God. This is New Jersey and Pennsylvania. That was before uh, Christmas break. And now schools in Massachusetts and Michigan are doing it. Michigan doesn't surprise me at all with no. that knucklehead running things. Well, and... And you know what, man? As outrageous as I think a lot of it is, and I feel bad for a lot of the people who live there, I mean, the states voted the, a, a certain way last fall that allowed this nonsense to continue. Yeah, did. For the same people that didn't vote that way, it sucks. Yep. It really does. Well, In Chicago, the- they're asking students to take rapid tests before classes start. Yeah, I saw that. Oh my gosh. Because you can count on the rapid tests. How many times has that been proven? Right. They don't know. Well, and there the is, rapid test can be wrong. 
Well, and this it, is the problem with Chicago schools right now. COVID. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, and the other thing is, if you're testing asymptomatic students, one of the things that's been up in the air is how common is asymptomatic spread of COVID. Because it kind of seems like more and more you're seeing research showing that unless you have the fever and the cough, you're really not at a high risk of spreading anything. So are you really just testing for no reason at all, basically? It just doesn't make sense. They talk in the story about Chelsea Public Schools in Boston. They announced this, and as far as I can tell, it's not saying, well, the kids got to wear the K95 masks. Again, the cloth masks do very little. Uh, but the public school said uh, in a statement, as far as the mandate, as a result of this designation, masks must be worn in school buildings and at all times except when eating or drinking. Yes. Because you can't spread it when you're eating. No, that's just science. <laughs> God. Man. After the last time we flew, Robin said it. He must have said it seven times in the following weeks. Because I can't spread it when I'm eating my peanuts. Right. I can sit there and eat my peanuts with my mask off. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I chew that last luscious peanut, i got to put it back on. <laughs> See if you've heard this before. Uh, in Michigan, the Ann Arbor Public Schools said it was instituting a two-week mandate to slow the spread. <laughs> okay. God, here we go again. Can't make it up, man. Said, well, it's been spread here, so just a couple weeks, and then we'll see where we're at. Yeah, okay. Okay. Other news out there. Sheila Jackson Lee, what words of wisdom did she give us? I haven't Uh, heard this. Well, House Republicans are setting up a committee to investigate the intelligence community, uh, community, including the FBI. And uh, Democrats are very much opposed to that now. Uh, This is Representative Mm -hmm. Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas. She's opposed to intelligence, by the way. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. I remember after 9-11 when we all worked together to ensure the protection of the American people through the Patriot Act and dealing with the FISA courts. We worked together because truth is important. The, the truth is she was against the Patriot Act. Yeah. But apparently now she loves herself some deep state. Uh, <laughs> and here's why the deep state must be protected at all costs from this committee. Okay. Uh, okay. Is it going to be a gross misuse of power with dangerous implications, unintended consequences, and could potentially expose general operations of our national security infrastructure, which will put American lives at risk? They always do this, and I know it's been pointed out before. They accuse the other side of doing what they always do. Yeah. Let me be very clear. Russia <laughs> is one of our most dangerous one. adversaries. We're in the middle of a national security quagmire. <laughs> And to undermine that through <laughs> investigations of the FBI and Central Intelligence is going to be extremely dangerous. Quagmire was on the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. she's like a Saturday Night Live character. Right. So, yeah, I know, you can't make it up. So because of the quagmire caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, you can't actually ask any questions about the FBI I don't know, putting surveillance on a <laughs> sitting president of the United States, uh, opening up investigations into parents who show up at school board meetings, all of that stuff. Now, I can't do that because Russia invaded Ukraine. Wow. Well, I think this was on Tucker's show. It was like this whole sort of montage of CNN and MSNBC and some Democrats saying, you know, if you investigate these government agencies, 
It's basically a threat to democracy. Of course. Well, Trying to tear naturally. down government. Dude, I understand there is a percentage of people in the country that have no idea what we found out in the last month of how involved the FBI is in censoring speech. But I guess this just rolls right through with these people. A House committee where Republicans can shred at the integrity of the federal government and tell America that your government is spying on you and coming after you, that is at the heart of this teardown, break down the government. We can't trust the government. We're going to topple it. He just gave them a committee platform to have those hearings. And you better believe that is going to be heroin in the veins of Fox News viewers over the next two years. Basically... <laughs> Did I did I hallucinate the first <laughs> two thirds of my life when Democrats were all about accountability in the federal government? It was a mirage. Oh my gosh, it's all, man! It's all different now, man. It's all different. That's not the same party anymore. It's oh, just not. Well, morality evolves. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on. There's more people to talk about. You, you can't try to investigate the government, even if they're doing wrong. Basically, they're establishing a subcommittee or a committee on witch hunts and deep state conspiracy theories. Is that, this is so extraordinarily dangerous. You know who that is. That was Adam Schiff. Yes, it was. The top Russia truther in the House of Representatives. Correct. The guy who literally floated for years a conspiracy theory that Donald Trump worked with the Russians to steal a presidential election. Yes. Has the guts to go out there. Well, of course he does, because no one ever really calls him on it. Nope. No. But <laughs> and there are a bunch of dopes out there that believe him when he says What a it. joke. It is a joke. This is so extraordinarily dangerous. <laughs> you recognize that guy? Yeah, that's Joe Scarborough. That's Joe Scarborough. Absolutely. As you said, they're going to actually, these people want to target... America's intel community? This is. Well, yes, they yeah. do. No, no, you can make the argument that the intelligence community actually did influence an election towards Joe Biden. And they tried to do it with Donald Trump the first time around, and they succeeded the second time. I mean, That's absolutely true. 50 former Intel officials say that the Hunter Biden laptop thing is probably Russian disinformation. Well, we didn't technically say it was Russian disinformation. Well, that's the impression you Weasels. gave everybody, okay? <laughs> Yes, of course. <laughs> well, I think we got uh, Jim Clyburn again. This is a body that, uh, of uh, the Congress that we are trying to maintain credibility with, and we are not going to do that by opening up all kinds of suspicions about the institutions in our society. Well, see, here's the problem with the credibility. When they do things they're not supposed to do and it's found out, then people know the truth. You're basically saying, Jim, we can't have people knowing the truth. Yes. Then they won't trust us, that, and then they won't vote for us. That's exactly what they're saying. Yes, it is. It's amazing. Meanwhile, a real quick update on our old buddy Miguel. Miguel Armaguer from NBC News. Remember, he was apparently doing a good job for them. They seemed to like him, especially on the Today Show, because he was on some big stories. But the last big one he was on had to do with Nancy Pelosi's husband being attacked in his home. Story that went nowhere that's gone now, yeah. by the way. It is gone now. Gone. And we wondered if Miguel's career was gone, because if you remember, David, what did he report on? Uh, he reported that uh, the attacker of Paul Pelosi was not actually involved in some sort of fight 
at the door that when Paul Pelosi opened the door for the police, he went back inside towards his attacker. So it didn't make sense for a guy that would have been under duress. He would have come out and said, there's the attacker in there, but he didn't. He walked back toward him, which paints a different picture. And all of a sudden, that story was gone, and Miguel was nowhere to be found for a month. And since then, he just occasionally does weather coverage. And that's what he was doing today. Um, It was just more severe weather coverage. This morning, Californians waking up to more destruction from that monster storm. Yeah, that was it. You know, just to include it for old time's sake, the way Miguel would end a story, Mm -hmm. you enjoyed. This isn't like hilarious or anything but he's still got the same cadence i don't think they've totally taken his spirit from him scientists say all the rain won't solve the west's devastating drought because the already waterlogged earth can't absorb it all (laughs) yeah i feel like at least you don't have the drought anymore well now that's not just true but it's been awful in california yeah all the storms and everything else i don't know if you saw ellen degeneres put out a video because she had these floodwaters coming through her creek, just mm-hmm. rushing through in her backyard. And she had some advice, for, I think, for all of us. I don't think she was just talking with people uh, in California. Um, she had set it up saying, you know, this kind of happened there, same place, you know, five years ago. It was fires, and now it's all of this rain. And this is what she had to say about it. that out mother nature is not happy with us we need to be nicer to mother nature because mother nature is not happy with us we all need to do our, our part. part be yeah. safe everybody okay well when is she moving into a two-bedroom 1500 square foot home hmm that'd be she doing your part she didn't say so is it just people in California? Is it just their fault or all humans? No. Is it China? Well, listen, climate change is a is the secular religion, and they say they believe that the climate is like God, and you have to make certain sacrifices and do certain rituals uh, in order to appease the climate. They so act- how do we know? How do we know it's Mother Nature? This sounds like an abusive father. What's going on in California with all the rain and all that? Well, how do you know? Maybe it that has mother a- identifies as a dude. How? Do, why would you even assume the climate's gender? Right, David. That's a great point. I think Ellen was dancing like she always does, and it was, it was somehow got misconstrued as a rain dance. Oh, and it's been pouring ever since. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay, I'm trying to figure it out. So do you just say nature then, not mother or father's, mm. just nature? Just don't gender it. Well, nature wants you to procreate, right? Oh, Ellen. Well. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Maybe nature is very upset. Who am I judging? I don't know. No. I'm trying to figure out your way of thinking, Ellen. I'm having a hard time. Crazy. Okay, much more to get to. Oh, guess what? All of a sudden, grand open and grand closing, the uh, COVID vaccine mandate for troops is gone. That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennium, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. So the Pentagon has now ditched the COVID vaccine mandate for troops. 
Why does somebody tell Michigan that and some of these other states are putting masks back on the kids? Don't know. Well, masks are different than the vaccine, Scott. I'm sure that, uh, well, you know, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin would say continue to mask up if you can. Okay. Because he's still saying, I think you should get vaccinated, but it's not mandated. Mm-hmm. This is part of the National How Defense many people Authorization did they chase Act. Away because of this. I think it was 7,825. I don't know. Jeez, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Honestly, they say that's one of the reasons that they were going to go ahead and do this. I mean, this was all forced upon them mm-hmm. by the Republicans. Uh, but a lot of people thought this is why recruitment has been at an all-time low. Yeah. Yes, it's been ridiculous from the get-go. And here's the other thing. As far as those that were discharged or had their benefits cut for refusing the vaccine, that needs to be made right. Oh, That yes, hasn't happened. That's reinstated back pay apology. Absolutely. And it should be <laughs> it should be on every news show in America. It won't be. It'll be buried. But it absolutely should be. Yes. I uh, did see this. You know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is now the new governor of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And so she's sworn in, and she's getting right to work. Um, she signed into law seven executive orders, one of which bars the usage of the word latinx by all state agencies and all offices. All right. Yes. Latinx. They didn't let that. Nobody likes that. Nobody does. Well, 3% of American Latinos and Hispanics use that phrase. Outside of that, yes, you're right, Scott. Nobody really likes that. It was invented by woke white people. Yep. So in the executive order, it states that ethnically insensitive uh, type of language has no place in our official government documents or government employee titles. Good. The government has a responsibility to respect its citizens and use ethnically appropriate language, particularly when referring to ethnic minorities. And I actually said, you know, Pew Research said 3% of American Latinos and Hispanics use the phrase Latinx. You know, well, that's great policy to just, just do away with this. Um, I don't know how prevalent it was, but just make it clear, no, we're not doing this. What's also fascinating to me is that she is America's youngest governor. She is a woman in Arkansas who mm-hmm. is now the governor. And... She's not getting the celebration that she would no. if there were a D after her name. You don't say. That is so weird because I was thinking the same thing. You talk about just absolutely no, paying no attention at all. What happened to all the glass around her feet when she kicked in the ceiling, ladies? Well, I suppose if you're black and conservative, you're not really black. Mm-hmm. You're just a part of white supremacy. Um, she's not really a woman. <laughs> she's a dude furthering... Male yes. white supremacy, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. David, biggest story of the day today would be what? Uh, biggest story of the day is the nightmare that was air travel and will be air travel for a little while longer because of this uh, little technical issue the FAA had in the system that used to be called uh, Notice to Airmen, but I think is now Notice to Air Missions. It is. Yeah. And actually, the Biden administration changed that to be more inclusive. They can't get the damn system to work. No. But at least it's inclusive language. (laughs) And what is it officially now? Notice to air missions. It's a memo that lets people 
uh, know what conditions may be if there's anything they need to be aware of hazardously. Got it. Nothing is safe these days from these jackasses, I'll tell you. Nothing. Guess what? All those January 6th tapes that haven't been released are going to be released. That and much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, when you think back to January 6th, lots been made of it. We know that. It was always odd, and we were trying to figure it out at the time because you saw people breaking windows. It looked like, well, a riot. At the same time, it was weird because you saw video of different law enforcement holding the doors open and people just sort of strolling in and There were conversations going on between law enforcement and the people inside taking selfies, and that part of it looked calm. But you don't see those images on legacy news for sure. And we've heard there's 14,000 hours of video that was never released to the public. And the question for a while has been, well, why not? You had an idea. Yeah, because it doesn't help fuel the narrative. They love going back to one photo like where they they took Photoshop to it and make it look like the Capitol's burning down. They love using that kind of stuff. They love using close-up footage of people actually rioting. Yes. Um, but they Scaling really, the walls. Yeah, and I'll, I'll never forget. I mean, Joe Scarborough, MSNBC, the next day, dropping an F-bomb on MSNBC at the cops, saying, you held the beeping doors open for them. And then suddenly all that just kind of disappeared because it didn't really fit the whole insurrection narrative. Dude, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's right. Because for a while the narrative was the cops were in on it. Yes. They were Trump people. (laughs) That's right. You don't hear that anymore. Well, the reason I bring up the whole thing is because there's been talk that's been part of the concessions that the conservative rebel Republicans were holding out on before voting for Kevin McCarthy. And Matt Gates has now said that, yes, they're going to release all of this footage of January 6th. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy told us he's going to get the evidence out in front of the American people. And that means releasing the 14,000 hours of tapes that have been hidden that I think would give more full context to that day rather than the cherry-picked moments that the January 6th committee tried to use to inflame and further divide our country. So, yes, I do believe that part of this deal is a concession that we are going to get the truth out in front of the American people. And- yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Honestly, what's the holdup? Do it now. Do it today. Might as well. I don't understand what what could possibly be in the in that footage that would be anything other than uh revelatory i apparently they're still working on the soundtrack right i'm not quite sure and i'm thinking well a computer went bad hmm. so we have this huge airline problem today <laughs> maybe the upload speed isn't very good right now for the fourteen thousand hours <laughs> of video you have to have a lot of space a lot of memory too man mm-hmm. so not sure but looking forward to seeing some of that 
Okay, David, you have a clip from something that happened last night? Yeah, Byron Donalds, who is a conservative who was one of the holdouts in the uh, Speaker of the House battle, uh, he also happens to be black, and liberals think he's not really black because he's a Republican. Now, I love this. He actually went on Joy Reid's show on MSNBC, Joy Reid being one of the people who would consider Byron Donalds to be less than black because he's a Republican. Yes. It was incredible. And the whole interview is amazing because Joy Reid, as soon as he just starts telling her a fact, Mm -hmm. she wilts and then just starts filibustering. Just won't let him finish a thought. Um, She tried to go after him on critical race theory and just got embarrassed. Listen to how she moves the goalposts. Okay, roll it. You've defended and actually have co-sponsored two pieces of legislation opposing critical race theory. What is critical race theory in your view? Oh, critical race theory actually is, goes, comes from critical theory. And essentially what it does at the, at the graduate level, it talks about the implications of racial policies in the past in American history, their impact on society today. The impact hold, on law. Hold on. The, the, hold on. The issue with critical race theory, if you distill it down into K-12 education, is you do not have the ability to have the detailed conversation of critical race theory at the graduate level. And so here's my question. If it seeps down into K-12 education, is it stuff that students are not prepared to be dealing with? Shouldn't students just be learning about reading, writing, and arithmetic And so you don't believe that that students should be learning about the racial history of the country? Because critical race theory is not taught. Hold hold on. on. Critical race theory is not taught in a single K-12 school. They do this all the time. Yeah, always. Wow. And it's so infuriating. So what you're saying is... Yeah. Is that you don't want history taught. Right. No, that's not what anyone has ever said. And we've talked about it before. And Scott, being the boomer, you were certainly taught about slavery and racism in America, even yes. when you were in school. Yes. I mean, in the yeah, 20s. Way back, yeah. When I was riding right. a horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, mean it, but what they, what they do is there's nothing technically called critical race theory that they're being taught. But, he, it, but it is, but it's under yes. the name history, or it's under the name uh, American history, or it's under some other name. But even so then, can, yeah, even ahead. then, that's not true. There are school districts that will, when they're laying out a uh, curriculum when it comes to history or whatever, they explicitly say, we embrace critical race theory as a way of informing students. I know some schools that have gotten around it by just changing the oh, verbiage. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Nobody's yeah. handing out a textbook that says critical, critical race, race theory. theory. Right. right. But in the yeah. materials that they'll introduce, a lot of times it is explicitly mentioned here. Right. I think we got about another 20 seconds left of this role. Because critical race Actually, theory is not no, taught. Hold, hold on. on. Critical hold race on. theory is not taught in a You're, single no, K through 12 school. One You're moment. It's a legal theory that's You're, taught in law schools. Like, we're going to have to come back and contain this conversation. We're actually literally out of time. They're telling me you have to go. Okay. Critical race theory is not taught in our schools. And <laughs> learning about racial history actually would be good for it's your show. you. I'm going to give you the last word, but we're going to do this again. We can come back. That's Byron right. Donalds, thank you very much. I mean, that, that's it. Deflect, deflect, deflect. We're out of time. This is like watching Usain Bolt in a foot race against Honey Boo Boo. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Byron Donalds is so obviously, I mean, just leaps and bounds ahead of her in terms of intelligence. And then yeah. she has nothing left to fall back on except for defensive yelling. Yes, that's what it comes down to. Wow. They're telling me that I have to go. That sounded yeah. like Biden. Yeah. They're, they're telling me I got I to gotta, I gotta be done with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was with Charlemagne the God, among others, because they were having that whole conversation. And that was when Biden said, what was it? 
if you're not voting Democrat, you're not black. Yeah. yeah not voting for black. me, you're not black. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Unreal. I did see a piece from Daily Wire from Luke Rosiak talking about how in school CRT is actually the cover-up. The crime is failing academics. And, man, it's a longer piece, and I would say worthy of a read. Can't go through all of it. But we're failing as far as academics go. But you have, as he said, leftist activists presenting CRT, you know, or in K through 12, they call it equity, mm -hmm. as being about teaching about slavery. Of course, every school does that already. But he said, I spent two years researching a book on these activist takeover of American schools, and it quickly became clear that the real underlying story was much more important if less politically flashy, schools abject failure to actually help kids learn and the dishonest or dishonest tactics they'll use to keep you from realizing it. And he goes through how much we're failing. At the Science School for Exploration and Discovery in the Bronx, 94% passed their math classes. This was in 2017 and 18. Okay, 94% passed. Out of that 94%, how many do you think passed their math exams? Oh, Take a geez. guess. I'm going to try to lowball it because I'm, I'm afraid of what the actual number is. I'll say uh, 40%. I was going to say 45. How do you want me to do this? You want me to just keep going higher or lower until nah, you get to the number? the number? I'll give you one more guess lower. Okay. 30%. 38%. <sighs> Sorry, it's 2%. Holy cow. 2%. 2%. They get shoved through. They haven't learned anything. Yeah. But they got to pass. Golly. So don't pay attention to that. We got to teach about equity. That's the point. That's crazy, man. Isn't it? 2%. Mm -hmm. You know, where was all this equity stuff when I was going to school? It would have been much easier. <laughs> they just rubber stamped it and went, but, okay, uh, go. I mean, it's... It's like that story that came out of uh, uh, Baltimore where there was a student who had like, oh. what was it, a .17 GPA or something like that and was a senior in high school. Yeah. And he was actually, what, in the top half of his class or something like that? Or like mid-pack in his class. Yeah, and as I remember it, at first you think 1.7? No, no, no. No. .17. Right. <laughs> oh. Like he, oh. he passed one class in four years of, of high school. Yep. Valedictorian. Yeah. But yeah. Check but, out the extra tassel right there. But, but yeah, we're cap off and threw it down. <laughs> but but we're supposed to believe that it's white supremacy or something that did yeah. that. It's yes. systemic racism. Of course it is. It did all that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um Prince Harry claims what? Oh, this is incredible. Uh Prince Harry, in this book that he's got, what, what's it called? Spare? Yes. Spare parts. Apparently, yeah. No, Spare. It's just the name of the... He, he claims he was bred to be spare parts for William. <laughs> that he was, he was there as the backup child in case something happened to the guy who was in line for the throne. He says, quote, I was the shadow, the support, the plan B. I was brought in the world in case something happened to Willie. Uh, his role was to be a diversion, a distraction from his brother. Or if 
possible or if necessary, provide a spare part to him, a kidney perhaps, blood transfusion, speck of bone marrow. Oh my goodness, man. <laughs> Whoa, daddy. So they I I like the idea though, because when they when he says I was bred for this, I just imagine like Princess Diana or somebody like in the basement. Uh, like I don't know, like Doctor Frankenstein or something, making this ginger weirdo <laughs> just as a as a human incubator for parts that William, the loved child, might need. Well, and all I'm thinking is Beto on the cover of that stupid magazine said I was born for this, talking about the presidency. <laughs> ginger weirdo was a nemesis to Batman. <laughs> All right, we got to get to a news update. Also, male pattern baldness has been linked to. You won't believe this. We'll get to it coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, so we are still looking for the <coughs> root causes of this massive problem at the FAA that led to, what, the, the first time all flights were grounded since 9-11. It was a wow. computer glitch, okay? You see, uh, Pete Buttigieg is finally, uh, he's finally rolled out of bed and he's making the rounds now. You know, he likes to he likes to keep a loose work schedule, eleven to three. You know, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he was on with Andrea Mitchell, uh, who asked him about what happened with this system failure. Is there a critical vulnerability here where the entire country had to be stopped because of something that probably you know involved one sector or another? Well, again, part of what you're seeing here is an abundance of caution and making absolutely certain that operations were safe. But this is one of the reasons why uh, we need to get these answers and, and have this review uh, of exactly what happened, uh, because uh, we need to understand whether this reflects a systemic issue uh, and what would uh, be required so that there's no single point of failure here. Uh, again, there need to be redundancies and uh, this is perfect corporate speak. Oh, it is. He's very good at that. He just said nothing. No. Yep. Never does. We need to make sure it doesn't happen again, basically. Mm -hmm. But if you had to turn that into 20 seconds, David, could you do it on the spot? If I had to turn that into 20 seconds, I could do it in 10. No, so, I'm saying, could you make it longer oh, the way he does? Oh, oh. Because that's basically what he said. we got to make sure it doesn't happen again. We're trying to figure it out. Well, listen, we need to make sure that mm -hmm. the redundancies in place are sufficiently redundant in order to make sure that systems are operating at their uh, maximum potential in order to avoid these types of disruptions that we see from stakeholders. And we will... Uh, do everything we can to get to the root causes of this with the FAA. Yes, good job. Yeah, you yeah, go. you can do it. There's more. I mean, well, the, yeah. Oh more. goodness gracious! <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Layers and layers of protection here. Uh, this is an incredibly complex system. Uh, so uh, uh, glitches or complications uh, happen all the time, but we can't allow them to uh, ever lead to this level of disruption, and we won't ever allow them to lead to a safety problem. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gl glitches happen all the time. Okay, Pete. And but we can't allow it. Right. But you just did. 
But these systems are, especially this system, incredibly complex. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? We all thought it was just probably real simple. You got planes <laughs> flying all over the place. Well, you know... One of the most stressful jobs is an air traffic controller. I, I just thought you hit a button. Every one of these pilots has got the Google Maps app. I mean, come on. <laughs> they got ways to make sure that there's right, not exactly. traffic. Never happens again, right? Do you have the same skill? Can you take like a four-second statement and make it 20 seconds? Uh, a four-second statement? Well, I, I, no, probably not as well as David. See, I don't want to follow that. He's a pro. He's so good at it. But the, the key to all of this is root causes, and he mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And you know what that is. It's greedy airlines and it's racism. That's it. He's going <laughs> to well, figure he out has... a way to work that in. He just hasn't thought of it yet, but he'll get to it. He's tackled the racist roads. But now you got greedy, greedy uh, air, airline companies. Well, it's racist air. Yeah. And it's being breathed in and out. Disproportionately well, from white. You know, Constantly. You know what actually this was all about, keeping the planes grounded today? It it was actually about combating flight supremacy. <laughs> See, good right. job. Why do they call them runways? Huh? <laughs> oh, I mentioned this. Male pattern baldness. You know what it's been linked to? Pepsi. 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 Yep. Yep. Study by Coke. Uh, <laughs> joking. You made this that up. Okay. Study out of China. <laughs> That's good, though. Said that there is a link. And this is the weird thing. As the, it says between Pepsi and male pattern baldness. And then it says, not just Pepsi, but all sugar-sweetened beverages. Well, then why do they, why why do they, they single, single out Pepsi? Pepsi? Yeah. Pepsi's over there like, what the hell, man? <laughs> I know, because Pepsi's now a part of the headline, and if that's all you see, which is what, 80% of people? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no more Pepsi for me. But it's all this stuff. They said researchers in Beijing found that men who indulge in just a soda a day had a 57% higher risk of experiencing male pattern hair loss compared to those who avoided them. Mm-hmm. They said, well, the findings are considered... Um, well, you can't say it causes it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just the people that drank it, that's the right. result. And the cure's at the wet market. <laughs> this is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, as far as President Joe Biden, and hey, he wasn't holding these documents. It was just in an office, okay? wasn't holding on to them. We heard Jim Clyburn, Democrats, say that. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting. Different people have different levels of concerns when it comes to classified documents, depending on what president we're talking about. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, sure it does. Uh, a bunch of classified documents found in a closet at Joe Biden's think tank, and the Justice Department is investigating now. Uh, Democrats are having a tough time with this because they made such a huge deal out of Donald Trump having documents at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's different. <laughs> That's my impression of a lot of people in media right now. Uh, I have another montage of 
MSNBC and CNN reacting at the time. No, yeah. To the Trump Mar-a-Lago. Do you want this before? Or oh after yeah, let's play that moron. Yeah, that we're about to hear. I can't wait for this. Yeah. Okay, this was I forget was this was on Fox. They put together a nice montage. You'll recognize some voices. They're all, in David's words, bedwetters. Here we go. If he was in possession of classified documents, those are, by definition, potentially harmful to our national security. Right. That's what they said at the time. We have a president of the United States who has played fast and loose with the national security. We have a situation where what he was doing was dangerous to our national security. These are really classified and, and a really a threat to national security. That really jumps out to me as a national security threat. This is a national security crisis. The extreme <laughs> risk that Trump was willing to take with our national security. Extreme Crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just—he had him in a, in a in his house, in his home office, where there's Secret Service there, twenty four seven, in a locked room. <laughs> he didn't have him in an office building and stuffed in a closet. I, come on. Well, remember <laughs> when they raided? When they raided and they spread out all that stuff on the floor? Yeah. And then people took a picture of it, assuming that Trump was the one laying them all on yeah. the floor. Yeah, he, li- he likes to Playing do that. Twister with them or something. <laughs> <laughs> Spin the wheel. Kill. Left exactly. hand, nuclear <laughs> secrets. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, they worked themselves up into thinking that he was selling nuclear secrets to Russia. We knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Again, it makes a lot more sense when you realize that they're just performing the news. They're not giving the news. They're not doing the news. They're not giving you information that's valuable. They're just performing. Yeah, like that one clip of Carl Bernstein. Yeah. Still trotting them out there. I mean, we're talking like a one-hit wonder from the 70s. What is it, a one-hit wonder weekend every day at CNN? They love hearing that, that one hit, though, because his entire job is to show up on CNN and whatever the Trump controversy is, <laughs> yes. he says it's like Watergate or worse. That's it. <laughs> well, Carl Bernstein, would you say it's worse than Watergate? I would. I'm glad you asked I, that. I, I yes, would. I would say it's worse than Watergate. That's his entire job. Well, he had to think about it. He didn't have a ready answer for that. He's only answered the same question 8,000 times. So Democrat Representative uh, Mikey Sherrill was asked if if it's concerning that they found these documents the day before the midterm elections, but the truth didn't come out until later this week. And listen to this lady twist herself into a pretzel. Okay. It, it does. I, I'd have to look as to, you know, when they were discovered and why we're just finding out now. Um, that does concern me. This has to be a very transparent process to ensure, again, that we're handling the classified secrets of this country very, very carefully. But I, I do, you know, sense that everything that that he suspects might be classified has been turned over immediately, that they're working closely to make sure they're following now the rules and protocols, which does stand in stark contrast to everything we've seen from Trump, who, in fact, seemed to be hoarding documents purposefully. Yeah. This guy just took them and supposedly forgot. That's not more concerning. So does he have documents at every beach house? Right. But no one asked the question. Well, Where to start else? kicking if down he, some doors. If right. he forgot about these, out. if he forgot about them and didn't know, couldn't they be all over the place? Yeah, that, people that, have a right to know. It's actually a, a really great point, Jamie. That the the yeah. idea that he just kind of forgot that they were laying around somewhere is actually kind of worse than holding on to them. 
in yeah. your estate. Well, I think one of the criticisms of Trump was, well, it was all just about his ego. Well, with Joe, we don't know because he didn't even know they were there. Right. <laughs> it's all just kind of crazy. Well, Biden think tank sounds like a front for something, too. Oh, totally. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. You know who was the, what was his title, managing director or yeah. something like that? Yeah. was Anthony Blinken, yeah. the current secretary of state. Oh, my goodness. I mean, what do you do it, at the Biden the think tank? You get up in the morning, you drive into work, you check in. What do you do all day? Call people and figure out how to make more money. The Biden right. think tank. <laughs> how to influence, I would guess. I couldn't help it. I'm like, every time I hear that, I, I do. I can't help it. I picture my gas gauge, and it goes to E. I'm like, okay, maybe they could go like even lower than that, because when it goes past E, and you're really on fumes, and you're just hoping you get to the gas station in time yeah. or the oh, destination, yeah. maybe just past E, you put B for the Biden think tank. <laughs> it's lower than E. I don't know. There's speaking of, then there's Biden. <laughs> speaking of gas, I saw this story in the Wall Street Journal, David. I share it with you because, you know, Growing up the way you did, you have a pretty good grasp on the oil and gas industry. What do you make of this piece, that it's back and booming? Well, so what what, ha- what they talk about is like uh, Chesapeake Energy Corps was, is one of the uh, companies that the Wall Street Journal profiled, which was what on the brink of bankruptcy or in bankruptcy a couple of years ago. Not, yeah. not really all that surprising. A lot of midsize and smaller operators went into bankruptcy when the price of oil went below zero. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. that was an astounding time because everything was shut down and, and the demand just completely cratered. Um, I think the interesting thing here is there are people getting back to normal now in terms of actually extracting oil and gas. Um, the issue that we face in the United States is regulations on refining the stuff. I mean, doesn't just, oil doesn't just come right out of the ground and into your gas tank. Right. There, there's a process that goes on, and there are too many regulations that are keeping oil and gas companies from actually producing the product that we need to survive. Well, and you come to find out, and we already know this, if you do the dives once in a while, fossil fuels aren't going anywhere anytime no, soon. No, they're not. This would be over a period of decades, not just a few years. But this demonization of the industry is really something yeah. because th- to your point david when they first talked about like a company like this one that's going bankrupt because the price of oil it just the bottom fell out mm-hmm. i remember a friend of mine had all these investments and his money was gone oh yeah and all these people losing jobs but you had this other group of people applauding yeah Without even saying, well, we're sorry about the people that lost their jobs. No, good, because they're evil, these people. But the underreported story is, well, it's come back because people need fossil fuels. Yeah. And part of part of what fueled it, no pun intended here, was actually the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And that yes. there is a demand and they can ship out raw product to be refined elsewhere. Um and, you know, as the Wall Street Journal lays out, this is all in spite of what the Biden administration has been trying to do to this industry. Yep. So right now they're enjoying a boom because they're able to get back to what they were producing at or levels they were producing at and maybe even add a little bit on top of that. The problem is what's down the road, because if they are not expanding their operations, then it is a finite resource and whatever wells they have right now 
going to run dry eventually. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah, and then as far as Russian oil, there's more talk about how the United States and the EU are going to make it tougher on Russia. We've heard that before, right? That we're going to cripple their economy. Yeah. They're in better shape. Everything they said has not come true. Mm -hmm. But more on that a little bit later. I know you watched a little bit of the Golden Globes last night, Scott, for whatever reason. I have no idea. But for a while, then you couldn't take it and you had to bail on it? Well, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. Okay. A lot of fierce people there last night, though. Fierce? What do you mean? Fierce. They're fierce. Who said they're fierce? That word was used about 100 times last night to describe the winners. Mm -hmm. How so? What do you mean they're fierce? She's one of the most fierce people in oh. Hollywood. Oh, got it. All right. Did she slay? She slayed a lot. Oh, that's good. That, now, that slayed too. was used a lot this morning on Good Morning America. Okay. There was a lot of slaying going on. Did you see it last night? She slayed. Were there any Yaz Queen? No? I, there might have been a couple Maybe. of Yaz Queens that creeped in there, but I like that one, too. Yaz Queen, slay... I Fierce. saw a little bit about it. I saw a different story, nothing to do with the Golden Globes. This has to do with Gwen Stefani. Oh. From The Voice. Yeah, I know her. She's yeah. married to what's his name? Blake Shelton. The country guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the headline says she believes she's Japanese. So that's <laughs> clickbait. I'm a sucker. Well, like, you can what? be today. You can be whatever you want, Jamie. Well. Don't dash dreams. According to this new interview with Allure. Gwen appropriated Japanese culture pretty heavily during her, am I saying it right, David, Harajuku era. Sure. Freaking right I did. I don't know what that is. But she didn't see it as a bad thing. Said when she first visited Japan, she had a revelation. Said, oh, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it. Like she just dug the culture so much. She said, if people are going to criticize me for being a fan of something beautiful and sharing that, then I just think that doesn't feel right. I think it was a beautiful time of creativity. It should be okay to be inspired by other cultures because if we're not allowed that, then then it's dividing people, right? Which makes sense. Yeah, totally. Now, apparently the person that was conducting the interview was Asian. And she said, you know, I don't think Stephanie was trying to be malicious or hurtful in making these statements. Well, obviously not. But words don't have to be hostile in their intent in order to potentially cause harm. Here we go. You know what I'd like to see her do on the next tour? (laughs) That's what I want to see. The whole (laughs) cultural appropriation thing is so stupid. It really is, man. If a Japanese guy wants to move to America, wear Wrangler jeans, and go work with horses all day long, no one cares. No. That's okay, not. that's fine. One of your favorite bands, The Loudness. They appropriated American rock and roll, didn't they? Hold on a second. It's not The Loudness. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's loudness. loudness. Right. Japanese yes. metal band. Yes. Okay, you can make fun of me all you want. That's oh, all right. I liked that record a lot in 1985. It was awesome. Saw them open for Motley Crue. Now, if I imitate the singer, is that is that somehow... <laughs> I think it's funny bad? every time you it's do it. It's one of my favorite things. It was great. Do. You come tonight to party with Motley Crue? <laughs> this is our first time in Iowa? Yeah, it was awesome, man. <laughs> Cedar Rapids was rocking that night. All right, news update straight ahead right here.
freaking right. <laughs> the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You're just joining us. Uh, the 80s Japanese rock band Loudness was mentioned. That happens to be a bumper. Yes. Yes. The only talk show in America talking about loudness. <laughs> Do you want me to talk about their guitar player, Akira Takasaki? Dude's a shredder. All right, we got to move on. Big okay. news. He is. I'm serious, man. Guy's a great sure player. He is. Shut up. You couldn't hear a door slam. You don't know anything. <laughs> uh, I saw this story at Wall Street Journal. So you got some workers that are laid off in the tech industry, right? They are being flooded with fake job offers. Mm-hmm. I see this and I'm like, well, what exactly does that mean? It gets pretty interesting. As it says, the number of reported job scams nearly tripled between 2019 and 2021. So as people have been getting laid off, they're looking for these other jobs. And this dude admitted what happened to him. He said, this for me began with an email from someone claiming to be a recruiter for a cryptocurrency exchange. Um, Coinbase. Saw his profile. Um Next day, got an online interview, got an offer for a remote contractor role. He accepted after looking over, you know, the LinkedIn credentials and all of that. After that, he got a link to an onboarding portal. There he met virtually with a dude who identified himself as a human resources official, told him how to order a laptop, headphones, other remote work equipment. He realized he was being duped. When he received an invoice for $3,200 and spotted what he called subtle changes to the third-party website and email address that sent it. He refused, then got little response when he complained. So Coinbase has warned that only job listings from its website should be trusted and that legitimate recruiters for the company will use a Coinbase email address. It's easy to get fooled, and plenty of people have. So some people will... Like the fraudsters create fake job postings, draw people in, then they'll build websites to make dummy companies appear legit, while others impersonate established brands. Some companies misrepresented by fake recruiters, like Coinbase, have added scam warnings, but once the applicant accepts the offer, the phony company will ask for sensitive information like social security and bank account numbers to request the job seeker to pay upfront for work-related equipment. And then, of course, they got all your stuff. Yeah. And it's hacked. <clears throat> well, I guess... You have this sad look, Robbins. What's well, up? Well, just this... Blows your mind, doesn't it? it? Uh, every single time. It, it's I, like, well, here we go. I'm very confused, though, because people in the tech industry, uh, many of them pride themselves on being able to sniff out things like disinformation, foreign misinformation operations, things like that get fooled by a bogus email address yeah that's why honestly and it would be easy to pile on it got my attention because it's like these guys didn't realize it i mean i know it's usually the old people are really young that get duped but these guys should know but i guess it looked legit enough i don't know Mm -hmm. speaking of looking legit at least to this kid nine-year-old did you hear the story in raleigh north carolina Ended up in the ER. This story's just coming out now. This was on New Year's Eve. He saw the kids had Pop Rocks, so he thought he's eating some Pop Rocks. Um, Well, he rips open this pouch. It wasn't Pop Rocks. It was something else called the Lucky Mystical Dragon Flames. It's the stuff you toss in a campfire. 
Oh, geez. that turns the flames. Oh, dude, they got to get him to the ER because the package looked the same. He's going to be okay. Holy smokes, yes. man. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story of the day? Biggest story of the day is the nightmare that has been unleashed on people trying to travel by airplane because there was a little bit of a glitch when uh, <laughs> with the notice to airmen system, or I'm sorry, now it's notice to air missions. That was top priority of the Biden administration to, to make sure that gendered language gets out of there. Not a top priority is making sure that this stuff functions, but they are looking at the root causes and... They want you to know they're on top of it. Glitches happen all the time, though. That's what they say. Okay. All right. Robin, you ready for your trifecta? You got your yeah. top three of the oh, day? Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll begin to that. Also, <laughs> Joy Reid last night on MSNBC talking Florida's voting laws and gets owned straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. More on this song in a moment from yeah. Prince Harry. Yeah. Uh, before we get there, <laughs> uh, Florida's voting laws. A lot of people have said hey, this is the way it should be done. It, it is. I mean, it, it is the way it should be done. But it's racist. Yeah. Uh, so Byron Donalds, he's a conservative who happens to be black, uh, and liberals say he's not really black. He went on Joy Reid's show on MSNBC. Uh, she claims that no one said he was less black than other people, just that he supports white supremacy or something. We didn't, we didn't say you were less black. We just said you were a race traitor. That's what she's saying to this Republican representative out of the state of Florida. The desperation was evident throughout this entire interview because she is obviously very stupid. Byron Donalds appears to be very intelligent. And yes. he's calm the entire time, and she just flails. So she starts going down this list of why he's a white supremacist or something. And it, this is unhinged, man. All right, roll it. You voted to reject the Arizona and Pennsylvania electors on January 6th. Donald Trump himself has implied that that was that the reason that Pennsylvania was illegitimate is because of Philadelphia. That's a statement about African-American voters. Um, You do. Hold on a second. You don't believe that Donald Trump's rhetoric led to the storming of the Capitol, um, even though we've just had a January 6th commission that said it did. Um, You said (laughs) that in. okay, you questioned the election itself. You voted against impeachment. Um, You voted against creating an independent commission for the january 6th account so what so what um on voting laws you voted uh, you one sorry you defend voting laws that said getting rid of ballot harvesting is a good thing that we did so you've defended the florida voting laws um and you've actually laws in the country the florida voting laws Florida election laws are the Mm -hmm. best election laws in the country go ask arizona go ask california go ask new york uh, we do it the best okay all right boom okay since I didn't see this whole interview, if you are one of the nuts that watches that every night, yeah. do you think your opinion was swayed any way by Byron Donalds? I think they're 
there has to be somebody in that audience that at least even if you're not going to become a Republican overnight, you're not you're probably not going if you're a Joy Reid fan, you're definitely not going to become a fan of the House Freedom Caucus. Right. Mm -hmm. But I do think that an intelligent person watching that show can note that the desperation was only coming from one side. Right. One person was trying well, to she's stick got, the facts. She's a one-trick pony. It, it's it's racism. The oh. whole show's every night is about the same thing. Yeah. Same so, thing. Night after night after night after night. And one pitch. That's it. Going after Philadelphia over election yeah, right, over corruption election is not about black voters. It's about no, the it's fact not. that they have a storied history of corruption. I mean, dude, they've had people actually sentenced this. I'm sorry, it was late last year for election fraud. Not with the 2020 presidential election, but with other elections where people are paying each other off to register a certain amount of voters or or get people off these rolls or add these people to these rolls, things like that. Corruption is part of the bread and that's bread and butter in Philadelphia politics. You do look ridiculous when you're hurt, but I don't know what it's like for the audience. I hope you're right mm -hmm. about that. Um, something else before John we get Fetterman, to man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Something else before we get to the trifecta. Yeah. More from the Prince Harry book. Yeah, so I know that. Yeah, I, I know. I'm I'm like most of you. My eyes kind of glaze over when I hear we have shocking new revelations from the Prince Harry book. Yeah, but I was just handed a snippet of the audio book because he reads it. It's read by the author. Okay, and it's the moment where he's talking about the anecdote that I'm sure we talked about on this show where at his brother's wedding, he had a frostbitten Mr. Kanish. Yes. It, frostbitten? It, it was frostbitten, and he was in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. Now, he, as he tells this story, this is some Buffalo Bill-style creepiness, okay, <laughs> that comes through. And part of really? it is because he's, he's got that dead-inside voice and that vocal delivery. Yeah. But this is creepy, man. I guess Norman Bates is actually probably a better comparison when you're hearing Prince Harry. Okay, here we go. Here's right. him talking about the experience. My penis okay. was oscillating between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatized. The last hmm. place I wanted to be was Frost Nippistan. I've been trying some home remedies, including one recommended by a friend. She'd urged me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. My mom used that on her lips. You want me to put that on my todger? It works, Harry. Trust me. I found the tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as Can if my mother was right there in the room. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> okay. I, it just rolled, so I would assume that that word is okay for air. I think so, yeah. I don't even know what it was. So. It's the English term, Todger. <laughs> okay. Which wow. I don't know why is funny. It just is. <laughs> That's what he's referring to there? Yes. So... Yeah, this is a lot of information. Go ahead, just, just so finish this, this out. This cream that his mother used to put uh, on her lips, and he's going to apply it. Okay. Yeah. I found the tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room. Then I took a smidge and applied it down okay. there. That is creepy, man. Yeah, that is. Freud would have a field day with this mm. dude. Man, oh man. By the way... <laughs> Just for the record. Yeah. My Mr. Kanish has never oscillated, as far as I know. <laughs> I, 
three either questions or comments, but I'm afraid if I utter anything else, <laughs> it's just going to prolong the yeah, conversation. It might. It, it might. And we have your trifecta <laughs> to get to. It, put, yeah. it puts mom's lotion on the todger. <laughs> just rolling. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. <laughs> it's the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Uh, the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories today. Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Hey, buddy. <laughs> How I'm are ready. You? Are you oscillating? <laughs> sure. <laughs> three. <laughs> three. He's, he's got an helicopter. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the room got cooler. <laughs> All right. Democratic Representative Eric Swalwell is uh, mad because he got booted off the House Intelligence Committee. Well, this is just vengeful. This is terrible. He's whining to anybody who will listen right now about losing his committee post out of the vengeance coming from the GOP. Now, Eric, I don't know who wants to tell you, but I guess it might as well be me. You were on the intelligence committee and you were having sex with Fang Fang, who's a Chinese spy. That's why you're not on there anymore, <laughs> yeah. you dope. God, you believe I forgot about that? Oh, really? Who's Fang Fang? I'm sorry, man. There's nothing in the trifecta that's going to top what's already been talked about. No, no. <laughs> you, you got it stacked against you, man. Now, <laughs> on with the countdown. Yes, Hall of Fame with that one. <laughs> Two. Uh, <laughs> David gets the assist. Speaking of way. oscillating, uh, yeah. Wisconsin public schools have canceled their uh, kid-friendly drag show. Yeah, the kid-friendly Aww. drag show has been canceled now. The school board there in Madison has canceled the drag show for students. They are citing safety concerns, quote, post, quote. And, of course, can't provide any evidence of said safety concerns. The only safety concern is for children who are being exposed to inappropriate adult entertainment in schools. And believe it or not, the parents, there was a little uprising that went on. Now, I've, I've questioned this a hundred times. Okay. But it's always the same. What in the hell is it about a drag queen show of all things to be done at a school. I don't get it, man. Because hmm. they're groomers. These? Yeah. But who who is saying this is great? The kids will love it. So how is this advantageous to education in any it, way, shape, or form? It, it's, it's not. So what you have is you have groomers who are taking advantage of people who are used to bending the knee for the alphabet mafia. Yep. They don't want to rock the boat. They know, a lot of people, I have to believe this, a lot of people know what they're doing is weird, it's unsettling, mm -hmm. but they don't want to be seen as hateful. And so they just go along with it. And no, I know, I guess there was somebody who messaged the show saying that we saying gay people are groomers. Well, no, no we're we talking, never said that. It's about, not anything we ever said. We're talking about drag queens, which are grown men who like to dress up as women in, scant, in, in, in skimpy clothing and dance provocatively in front of children. Yeah, that's a groomer. That is groomer behavior. Okay? How many times have we talked about gays against groomers? Right. Exactly. <laughs> all the time. We do it all the time. I mean, the gays are not cool with this. No. <laughs> no. The thing is, people that know better, that just don't want to be attacked by the mob, they really got to stand up. Or more of this is going to happen.
That's the only way it stops. And this whole thing, well, they had to do it out of safety concerns. You know what? I don't care why they had to. I'm glad it's canceled. But when did this start? And, I mean, at what point did somebody just say, yeah, okay, this is something we're going to do? It makes me crazy. It's been the slow creep. What happened to the astronaut talking to the kids at school or <laughs> the football coach or, you know? Yeah, that's a good, good point. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one. The... Dad's an electrician. He's here to speak to the school about kids about electricity. One. One. Carmen no. Miranda. One. Number one, one. the uh, U.S. Ah. Consumer Product Safety Commission says they are not banning gas stoves. That's right. That's that, that, You silly people. The chairman of the Consumer Product Safety Commission, Richard Trumka, says the agency has no plans to ban gas stoves. These remarks are just more political hyperbole nonsense. D.C. residents are advised to shelter in place as the fiery remnants of the trail balloon rained down on them, though. That's what this was. Well, this is going on in New York. They got pushback on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. People are like, what the hell are you talking about? Okay. And they nice. there you have it. got a bunch of brain-damaged kids now because of it. Well... I'm still trying to get past the Prince Harry thing, to be honest. I know. We can't, yeah, I know. It's, it's hard to recover from for a while. all of that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. You know what we got to get to? Well, a news update. There's also Nimrods in the news, including a former Portland lawyer. <laughs> oh, I heard about this. Can't wait to get to that story. And then they're just examples of woke dogma all through the U.S. government. We'll highlight a couple of those. Straight ahead right here and try to recover. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. We've heard that woke dogma has infiltrated itself into all parts of society and the government. I saw this piece at Just the News, and I did not realize some of these things in some of the institutions. They give some examples. Like the Department of Veterans Affairs uses a gingerbread person illustration to instruct personnel on gender fluidity, among other gender options including pansexual, two-spirit, agender, and is it Neutroy? Sure. <laughs> what is that? I don't even know, man. I can't keep up with it, the alphabet stuff. It's a very specific mental illness. Got it. Neutroy. Uh, then we go to the Army. Biological male soldiers who identify as female are allowed to share bathrooms with biological females. Mm. According to page 29 of the Army's transgender policy, if a biological female is concerned about privacy in terms of showering with, well, a male transgender woman, they can speak with their commanding officer. But in the end, they're essentially told to toughen up. (laughs) All this talk about uh, Me Too in the military and sexual Uh assault prevention in the military, because that's an ugly side of the armed forces and has been for years. Uh, Toughen and, up. And now it's like, oh, yeah, you should share a shower with that guy. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, NASA launched an allyship for executives, and that counsels that the term African-American 
is used, uh, utilized heavily in white spaces and can make black people feel excluded. Okay. Also, give you a tip sheet on microaggressions, which cautions that it's inappropriate to ask an Asian person to help with a math or science problem. What if, what if they're the math expert there? It's a microaggression. Why? Because you're assuming they're good at science and math. Well, if, if they work at NASA, I'm assuming that they're good at science and math. Of I course. Mean... It's unreal. Okay, just a couple more and we'll get to Nimrod. Pregnancy transition is the term used in the Army when a biological female who identifies as a male stops taking male hormones in order to start a family. Commanding officers are trained how to react when a soldier approaches them, quote, to discuss his newly confirmed pregnancy. And finally, this is a game that can be played at the VA. Privilege bingo. (laughs) This is during its managing gender diversity training. In privilege bingo, squares that can be marked off include no criminal record, military experience. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why? Why? You don't... Not having a criminal record is not privileged. It just means you didn't break the law. Oh, yeah, that means you're privileged. Because you never had to break the law. Oh, please. <laughs> See? that It's insane, but no, that's what they that's, think. That's the logic, yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, we're doomed. There's always hope. Recognizing this is the part of turning it around. All right, now let's get to Nimrod's role. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news, focusing on Pacific Northwest. Former Portland lawyer defrauded injured clients. Golly. Injured clients out of millions of dollars in insurance payments. Lori Devini, 57, sentenced this week to more than eight years in prison. Um, she stole more than $3.8 million from at least 135 clients. This was between 2011 and 2019. Unreal. And she would spend this cash on these trips like to a nudist resort. Nudist resort? Yeah. Don't even tell me. I know. Trust me, you don't want to say That's it. exactly right. Yeah. An African safari, other destinations. Um, and they were talking about the worst thing she did was provide people with false hope. It was just reprehensible. And then a guy stepped the road in Washington, shot up a Taco Bell at 2 a.m. Why? That location closed at 1. It wasn't open. Damn them. I got the Taco Bell munchies. Boop, boop, boop. He's been arrested, and that's Nimrod's in the news.